This is episode number 326 with Donnie Deutsch. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome everyone to this episode. I am super pumped. We've got the man, the myth, the legend, Donnie Deutsch on. I'm going to introduce you to who Donnie is here in just a second because he's a big inspiration to me and I'm super pumped about this interview. Now, let me introduce you to our incredible guest today. His name is Donnie Deutsch. And he is a TV personality and former CEO of one of the world's leading advertising agencies. He was previously the host of CNBC's talk show, The Big Idea with Donnie Deutsch, and is currently a regular on MSNBC's Morning Joe. He is also an author and wrote and starred in a comedic series that premiered on USA Network called Donnie. Now, this is a guy that literally was inspiring me when I was on my sister's couch. Many of you who have listened to the School of Greatness uh, for a long time now, you know about my story that I was injured, professional football player, was on my sister's couch and really had no clue what I was going to do for the rest of my life when I was 23, 24 years old. And there was this show on TV called The Big Idea by Donnie Deutsch. And it was like the Bible for me at the time for business and inspiration and, and entrepreneurship. I devoured, I couldn't wait each week for this show to come out. It was so inspiring for me. It gave me so much wisdom. And um, I just learned so much from the people he interviewed, his process, his positivity. And I said, hey, when I do this podcast, uh, I've got to get Donnie on because he's just been a big inspiration for me. And so many people that I've told I am having Donnie on continue to tell me the same thing. Wow, I watched his show all the time and loved his show. You know, it was kind of like pre-Shark Tank it was like the show to watch for anyone who wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Some of the things we cover today are about the advertising industry and is it relevant today considering all the social media platforms out there? What the biggest fear entrepreneurs face when starting a company? Again, here's a guy who's interviewed everyone who really knows what it's like. He's also sold a company for a quarter of a billion dollars as well. Why short meetings are the most effective when you're running your business. We also talk about the danger of being wrapped in the pillow of success and what that actually means. The danger of being trapped in the pillow of success. I thought this was really interesting for, for me to listen to when he talked about that. And also why Donnie is fascinated by Donald Trump. Not necessarily agrees with everything he says, but why he is fascinated with Donald Trump. That and so much more on this episode with the one, the only, Donnie Deutsch. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Nothing beats attending a live event. SeatGeek's site is easy to navigate, so you're able to select the best seats to see your favorite artists with confidence. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app on the Apple App Store. There are more than 70,000 events on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports, festivals, and more. Plus, your tickets are backed by a buyer guarantee. Download the SeatGeek app and use code GREATNESS20 to get $20 off your first purchase. Offer applies to new customers only. Purchase must be over $50. The promo code is single use and valid through September 30th, 2024. Get tickets on SeatGeek now. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com greatness. That's netsuite.com greatness. Any T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash G-R-E-A-T-N-E-S-S. Well, I'm here with Donnie Deutsch. It's good to meet you. Nice Thanks to for meet being you, Lewis. on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My I want to start off with, uh, I like to start my days with gratitude. So I'm curious, what are you most grateful for today? Uh, my family. I know it sounds like a trite answer, uh-huh. but my kids. Yeah. Uh, I have three amazing daughters. Yeah. So that's number one by far. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh. Who was the most influential person in your life growing up, would you say? Uh, most influential by far was my dad yeah. uh, in every way. Um, just informing me as a person with values. I went to work for him when I was a young man. So I kind of learned my craft under him and just learned how to behave as a man. Yeah. And uh, he's my hero. I lost him a few years ago. But he was the kind of the, the best human I've met in my life. You know, mm. it's hard to be objective when it's your own dad. Right. But just if I've met 17,494 humans in my life, he, he he's the best really? I've met. Yeah. What do you think is the characteristic that makes him so, you know. He just so. selfless, uh, true to his values, mm. honest, hardworking, loving, caring, um, just a, a decent man through and through. Mm. Would you ever, would you think, say there was anything missing from him? That you would have liked to have seen? Um, no. 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 No, I, I mean, nobody has everything. You know what I mean? Um, right. uh, no. 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 Okay, cool. Uh, well, I want, before I really dive into this, you know, the big idea was a huge inspiration for me. Oh, great. Thank I started you. watching it right when I was going to play professional football, and then I got injured. And I didn't know anything about business or entrepreneurship. Wait, well, I want to hear about time. this football. Wait, you play college ball? I played college ball. Where? I transferred around to a bunch of D3, D2 okay. schools. And then um, my dream was to play in the NFL. Okay. And I went to the NFL Combine. I did pretty well. Play? I played wide receiver. Okay. But I was a little bit too slow. Right. And I ran about four six forty. And yeah, as a tall yeah, white guy, yeah. it's kind of like, eh, tall white guy, it's like yeah, a knock you need that four, You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I went to play arena football, and then I got injured. And um, after my, I was sleeping on my sister's couch for two years, recovering from a surgery. 
and I started really watching The Big Idea. Oh, this wow. was, and I had no clue about entrepreneurship or business, but it was like the most inspiring thing oh, wow, every single right. week. That's wonderful. And when it, when it canceled, or when it was right. done, not canceled, when it was done, it was like so depressing for yeah. me because I was starving for that information. Oh, well, that's nice to hear. It's, um, that was a, a fun show. It was amazing. It was like it, pre-entrepreneur shows, yeah. pre-part uh, Shark Tank. Yes, it really was. It was the it, show. It's very interesting. It was. It was actually a little ahead of its time. You know, yes. it ended its run at the end of '08. It was on right. for about four and a half years because at that point the economy was falling apart. Right. It was very hard to tell people go for your American dream, and, <laughs> and banks aren't lending money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, it was ahead of its time. Sure. And particularly, it's interesting. You look at Shark Tank, and. We did a whole series on the show of like elevator pitches where people would pitch products uh-huh. to three people. I mean, it really sure, was the I precursor, know. you it know. Was. And uh, it was interesting. When the show ended, Mark mm. Burnett uh, called me. He says, I'm bringing this show to the U.S. So it's called Dragon's Den Around the World. It's yes. Shark Tank. In, in Canada, it was big. Yeah, I want you to be yeah. one of the sharks. And I had just finished the big idea, and I kind of didn't want to just stay in that same entrepreneur spot. Mm. I wanted to go broader, so I passed on it. But they've done a great job with that. But wow. that was a, I, I, one of my great prides in my life is I'll, I'll – walk the streets and somebody will say the very same thing to me and it was yeah. it, it was nice it, really it was, was a game changer man it yeah. was like thank you i remember i would talk about it all week because i didn't know anything about entrepreneurship so yeah. you're really speaking to me yeah and, and what was nice was we had everybody from bill gates on yeah. down to jay-z and to that. women you know the great businesses of the world's down to women who were making cookies in their basement yeah. and starting a business that way and you know the lessons were all very similar yes. it was very interesting you talk to any great entrepreneur, and you say, what's the key to success? And they'll say the same three or four things. Yeah. Find what you're passionate about. You know, Don't be afraid to fail. Keep getting up. Surround yourself with, mm. with great people. And they also say, it's interesting, had they known what they didn't know, they never would have gone into business because it's <laughs> right? too overwhelming. So you right. also need that sense of kind of like naive, you, you know, uh, jubilance, if you will, yeah. to empower you to go because the obstacles, there are so many of them. Right. Now, why did you want to do that show? I, you know, after I sold the agency and I was kind of looking for my next act, I had, um, was always very visible in the media as an ad guy. Yes. I was kind of the go-to ad guy. You're on if, TV all the time already. Yeah, yeah, if they wanted comments on the Super Bowl or a celebrity or this, mm-hmm. I kind of became one of the faces of the industry. And I, every time I did TV, I loved it and producers would say, wow, you're good at this. You should do that. <laughs> uh, and then I started to talk to some people, some agents at William Morris mm-hmm. and one thing led to a next and I just kind of got a, uh, we did a pilot at CNBC and then we did kind of like a weekly talk show on Sunday nights for, it was like a eight week run and it, McEnroe then had a show at mm. the time that was a nightly show that wasn't doing well and I kind of somehow ended up in that spot and right. it happened. Amazing. Yeah. What was the, what would you say is the most memorable moment from that? Maybe the most memorable interview? Or, uh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if there's one interview that, that, stood out. You know, it was interesting. The, the show had a bunch of different iterations. It, mm-hmm. For a while, we were doing a lot of celebrity interviews, which was fun. We, I, I mean, the range of people we got <laughs> out to CNBC in New Jersey, we, it was really incredible. Then they wanted us to kind of move it a little more on brand for CNBC. Mm-hmm. I still felt it was on brand because it was a CEO interviewing, you know, tastemakers and right. success. But then we moved it to more of the entrepreneurship thing. And, you know, there wasn't one particular interview that stood out it was just yeah. the whole experience was great what would you say is the biggest challenge you face? biggest challenge is, is doing a, a show every day we're starting with a blank piece of paper particularly a yeah. show that doesn't have the news to play off you know just about every yes. strip show on television okay if you're putting on a show on cnn or msnbc or fox 
or even you know a, a you know a Kelly Ripper type show or a Today Show mm-hmm. or any show that is a daily show is playing off daily day and what day happened stuff. last yeah, night. Yeah. Last, yeah. Whereas we're starting with a blank piece of paper every day. You know, we didn't have the news. And today, Donald Trump did this. Right, so, right, right. so it was very hard to do mm. a nightly show with a blank piece of paper and create 44 minutes of content every single day when you don't have the news. Because basically, when you're producing a daily show, usually what happens is at 10 in the morning, they go, okay, what's happening in the world? Oh, this is good. You know, we didn't have that. So it was a challenge to do that. But we did it. Right. Amazing. Um, now, I, I, I read that you have ADD. Is that true? You know, I've never been diagnosed. I'm pretty sure just about every successful person I know has ADD. <laughs> right? It, you know, all my friends growing up, but we didn't have diagnoses then. Sure, and sure, you sure. Figured out coping skills, and right, you, you right. know, I know once I went into business, it was very interesting. Is that people when people would be presenting to me, they needed to everybody. They were taught get it out in two minutes, and you're going to lose them because they'd be presenting to me. I go, okay, got it, got it, got so it. It's perfect for you. Yeah. So well, no, I'm just saying it was. Lucky I own my own company because if I had to be on the other side of the table. You'd be. Yeah, because I could, I, I just, I, one of the reasons I sold my company was beyond getting a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a little bored with it, but I would go into three hour meetings and I knew that I would get end in three minutes and I would have to just sit there for three hours oh, and my leg would start shaking. And so I, I, you know, in this country, we have a tremendous capacity to meet. Mm-hmm. Whereas all over corporate America now, there are people sitting in meetings three-hour meetings that could be done in 20 minutes, and there are 16 yeah. people in the meeting. It could be done in four people. Uh, just incredible. It's a waste of time. Yeah, we, we are a country of meters, you know, and obviously we need to connect with our coworkers uh, during the day, but I, I always wonder, and I give speeches about this, you'll see a meeting that's set, okay, meetings from 9 to 11. If you set that same meeting from 9 to 9.30, same thing would get done. Right. You know, and actually would probably get done better. Yeah, it's more about the execution than yeah. it is about the meetings all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what was your dream growing up? Did you want to be this big advertising? No, I didn't have a specific. I don't remember as a kid. I I mean, I'm sure when I was six, I wanted to be an astronaut or a ball player or something like that. But I didn't remember in high school and college. I knew I wanted to do something that was both creative and business at the same time. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a fine artist. I'm not a you know an actor, a a, you know artiste. And I don't think I could have been happy just being on Wall Street or, yeah. you know, I needed something that used both sides of the brain. And so that's why it was either going to be advertising or television or movies or some content-driven industry that brought commerce and, and some type of art form together. And were you working with your dad um, right after college or did you do No, I, I went first out of college. I went and worked for Ogilvy May, their large agency, yeah, yeah. for about a year. I kind of sucked at it. <laughs> um, would not have done well in big corporate structure. Sure. I, I remember... I was assistant account executive on Maxwell House Coffee, and I was in the bullpen. I would sit. It was one of those little partition offices, and I'd stand on my chair and look out at everybody over the in the you know because I just felt so contained. And right. uh, did that for a year, then kicked around for a year or two, and then went to work for my dad. Okay, cool. And then how long was it until you started working with your dad until you took over the company? Um, it was probably about six or seven years. Six, seven years. Um, I'd say so you're pretty young. Yeah, I was in my early 30s. Wow. Um, That's a pretty big responsibility. Which is why I did a lot of stupid things. You know, it was interesting. <laughs> in my old days in the ad business, I was known as kind of like a bad boy of advertising. And I would say mm-hmm. these outrageous things and be very provocative. And it actually worked for our business. And part of it is because I was just a young guy running a company. When you're a young guy, you say stupid. You know, you're, yeah, yeah. you're fearless. Your ego's out there. Yeah, I, yeah. I was going through, we talked about my dad earlier. I was yeah. going through a bunch. He, I didn't know this left piss where he saved every press clipping we ever had. 
And I was going through some of these old press clippings and shit that I used to do. <laughs> I just was, what the hell, what was wrong? You know, and it ended up working, but, you know, it is ignorance is bliss. And you mm. kind of don't, you know, you're fearless and you're, you know. You're and getting you're looking, clients, you're not worried about yeah, it. Yeah, you look, you know, I would say outrageous things and I would piss people off. And I, you know, where um, that's what happens when you're in your 30s yes. running a company. Yeah. Now, do you feel like advertising is still relevant today with all the social media and the options? Well, of course it is. It, it, you know, it, look, the, the, the game of, okay, you know, I got a beer to sell mm-hmm. or I got a car to sell and you're a consumer, you're going to consume it, is never changing. You yes. know, we are a capitalistic system. We consume products. So the game of wherever the eyeballs are, mm-hmm. how do I pay to be a part of that, get it, in front of that eyeball. So whether it is, you know, now on a mobile phone, you know, now on a smartphone uh, versus a TV screen versus a billboard versus, so that try, that game of consumer content provider, somebody selling shit, that triangle right. is never going to go away. It's yeah. just going to take different forms. So, you know, when my 12 year old daughter, you know, is sitting at breakfast this morning and she's got, you know, her iPhone and she's got her iPad and she's going The TV's from, on. And the, the TV's on. <laughs> no, the TV's not even on. And she's going from Snapchat to yes. Instagram to texting her friends to this. and mm-hmm. You know, there will be, and there already are, obviously, you know, ads showing up there and yeah. that's the way she'll be sold to. So sure. that's not changing. You know, call it what you want, mm-hmm. you know, but it's never changing. Advertising, as we tend to think of it, we still think of it as a TV commercial yes. and, you know, so, you know, obviously that's changing and, you know, so it's, but the overall game is not changing. Just the way the pieces are moved around. Yeah. Way. When you're coming up with an idea to pitch an ad to a brand, what's the process about? Is it always coming back to the story and the heart of things or is it this, different for every brand? Is it Well, every, every, every situation is different, but What's similar, what the right way to approach things are is, first of all, somebody is selling, somebody has a product, brand, and you have to look at the authenticity of that brand. Understand what is the value system of that brand. Mm -hmm. Every brand stands for a core set of values. That's what brand is. And say, okay, how do I unearth that and attach it to a value system of an audience that's going to connect it? And what what can I plug and play Mm -hmm. into there? So, and that's, and put a great anthemic overall feeling to a brand that can connect with human beings in a very human, real way. And that doesn't change. You know, and that's the sure. kind of essence of great advertising. What's the best ad you've ever, that you're most proud of? You know, the overall th- thing I was associated with was probably working on the Clinton campaign in 92. You know, just mm. being a part of that was so exciting. Sure. Um, the overall, the work we did over the years for Ikea. Because, look, when you're doing advertising, your job is to create shareholder value and sell shit. It's a commerce. But when you can kind of somehow move a moral imperative forward, and we did this campaign in the early 90s for Ikea, where we showed all these alternative lifestyles buying furniture. We showed two gay guys. This is 1993. Wow. I mean, I remember some advertiser got lauded a year ago in the year 2016 or 15. And we were doing this. I mean, it was insane that we did this and the client was so brave. We just showed two dudes shopping for furniture. You know, nothing, you know, they were just two guys. We never even said, oh, these are gay guys. They holding hands or anything? No, they were gay guys. And they were talking, starting a life together and looking for furniture, just two dudes. And, you know, the letters, the love letters and hate letters we got. But, you know, and we showed an interracial couple, a couple trying to adopt a baby and having a hard time. Things Uh that you just didn't see at the time. Very inclusionary, because that was Ikea's brand, were for everyone. So 
you know, when you can sell stuff and, and obviously meet the client's business objective, but at the same time, move the needle culturally, uh, mm. morally, as our society moves forward, yeah. that's very rewarding. That's cool. What do you think is the biggest challenge that most entrepreneurs face when they're starting to launch something? Is it just the fear of failure? Is it the fear of looking bad? Is it they don't build the right teams? Well, you can't have, have a fear of failure because failure yeah. is going to be part of any component. You right. know, you know right. I, I think the fear is more of the unknown. You know, and you're, mm. you know, by definition, every stage you get to, you're not properly prepared for because the perfect example let's say you're building an agency and to get from zero in billings to 100 million needs a certain type of creative work needs a certain team and chances are to get from 100 million to a billion needs different type of work (laughs) different no so it's staying true to your core values but being able to evolve and grow so you take you take up mark zuckerberg and obviously it started with him just having a great idea we've all seen the movie you know it started but then now it's a completely different skill set as he's, you know, the CEO of, a, you know, a, the fourth largest company in the world, right. yet still he's got to maintain those same core values. Very mm. interesting as we talk, you're seeing for the first time Apple, you know, have some backward, you know, movement, if you right. will, is the first right. time they haven't grown. No coincidence, you know, it's been, I always say it takes five to seven years when a core management team changes or the founder is lifted out for it to show. Mm. So now it's however many years later the jobs is gone and all of a sudden maybe there aren't those new products in the pipeline anymore. And that's what yeah. always drove that company. It's not cost cutting and it's not so, you know, as big as the company gets, it still needs that same core value that got them out, but at the same time evolving and changing. Right. Where are you headed next? I mean, you've done so much in your career. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, that's it. it it's, sure. You know, part of the exciting part, but also the very challenging part of my life, you know, when you have a job, uh-huh. when you're building a company, you're CEO, you, you come to work every day, you do this and you, you know, and that's one of the reasons I sold my company is I got wrapped in what I call the pillow of success. That pillow when of success? Yeah, yeah. When you're successful and you're one of the one tenth of one percent of people that get self-actualized, you make mm-hmm. a lot of money and you, you, you love what you do and you're... There's no margin of error anymore. It's just degrees yeah. of success. Do we grow 9%? Do I do this? And right. to me, the exciting part is the is, unknown, right? Is the unknown. So yeah. I keep trying to recreate the mountain. And so whether it's mm. doing the big idea or I just finished uh, doing uh, writing and creating a scripted show, right. that, and it's like, you know, is it coming back? I don't know. And so that kind of is exciting, keeps me fresh. It's, a, it's, it's new math, it's new marbles. I can fail. And that's exciting. It keeps me young. But on the other hand, it's more challenging because mm. it's not a straight line. So if my um, USA show doesn't come back, okay, what's next? And you got to keep topping it. And so it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. I mean, I call Steph and I go, okay, what the f- am I doing now? You know, so. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of like when you've reached this level of success, it's like how do you stay motivated to keep going? You know, that's it's like, it. Well, it, I've well, got everything I need. But, I, but that's it. That's created everything. You know, it's like, like I, I get up this morning and if I don't have my next project in front of me that I'm pumped about, I'm f- depressed. I don't look around and go, oh, yeah. I've made a lot of money or I did all right. these things. That's that's in the past. You start dying slowly if you're not doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's right? the past. It doesn't, yeah. and it, it just, it, it's, and what's interesting also if you're fortunate and you've had some really neat successes like I've had, the bar gets raised right. in your own mind. Right. There's no, nobody else's mind. Nobody gives a f- what you're doing, <laughs> yeah. you know? But in your own mind. So I'm a prisoner now mm. that I just did to me what was the pinnacle of every, brought everything together, writing and creating a scripted series based on a faux version of my life that brought all my skills together, creative, business, advertising, you know, and it's okay, where do I, where do I go from there? How do I top that? Right. And it's a challenge. It's a real, uh, 
but I'll, I'll get there. Wow. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And actually, I was thinking about something I wanted to share. I get a lot of questions from you about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there who are often on the go, like I am. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making some extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start, and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine who have raved to me about their experience. But there are some people out there who've never imagined their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever notice how your relationship with your wireless carrier can have the same yada yada as a bad romantic relationship? Like you're treated special at the beginning with exciting gifts and offers, but then ignored and overlooked later on. Or your partner gets a wandering eye, like how some wireless carriers start focusing their attention on newer customers. Well, if this sounds like your wireless carrier, it might be time to put an end to the yada yada. Now at Metro, existing customers get that new customer feeling again and again. Introducing Metro Flex, more than just free, 5G phones when you join, get the same great deals as new customers on select devices like Samsung, Motorola, and Rebel when you stay 12 months and trade in a phone. It's the first of many initiatives Metro is making to ensure all of the customers feel valued. That's not a yada yada. Stop by your neighborhood Metro store, bring your number and ID, and sign up for an eligible Metro Flex plan. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there to too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Oh, do you do investing for young I, startup entrepreneurs? I, I, I invest money. That Investing money doesn't turn me on. Make, it like, it's, on. it's like, by the way, I could be investing companies and I could be making, like, I, I need a toy. I need a thing <laughs> that I'm building, yeah. that I'm putting new sticks into, and that, that that's mm-hmm. what gets me pumped when I get up in the morning. Not that, oh, wow, I invest in that company. I got a right, 37%. Right. There's more money. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, look, it's, I, I want to do well financially sure, and, sure. and stay you know, health, financially healthy. But it doesn't but excite you as much. That's now. not going to fill my day. You yeah. know? That's what I always say to people. Only sell your business for one reason. Because you're ready to do something else. Mm. Because you can't go visit your money every day. Wow, this person got $1.6 billion. <laughs> Great. Okay, and now you buy your two houses and your car, whatever you want to do with that money, and then you're financially secure, which is amazing. But you can't go visit. What are you doing today? I go to the bank and look at my money, and you know what I mean. You can't. So you you got to be able to fill up that space. Yeah. What would you say you're most proud of that most people don't know about you? Maybe something small that you've not really announced. I I mean, I think, and I because I got the playbook for my dad. I think I'm a really great dad. 
Yeah. You know, it's a kind of a weird thing to say, but I think I'm really good at, I mean, I love my kids more than life, but I think I'm good at the actual skill set. Mm. You know, I've talked a lot about this, that I want to write a book or an article called Little People Management, that same things that work <laughs> in business, motivation, structure, structure, incentive, discipline, consequence, work with raising little kids. Now, mm. it all starts with love, obviously, unconditionally, and all this, it's from the heart. But I never understand parents that can't control a seven-year-old kid. I mean, just like an, an employee, not to call them employees, but a person can get uh, basically, you know, demoted. Yep. You know, I can take my kids' play date away. They can't take my play date away. It's very simple. Right. And kids are narcissists. And just like employees, understanding their what motivates them and mm-hmm. what is important to them. It's the same thing with kids. And kids, you know, it, it's not hard. Yes. And I'm good at the skill set of it. And I just, I'm, we have a lot of fun together. I have mm. three girls. So I think that that's probably, no, I'm not saying not known. I would, you know, nobody would know if they didn't really know me. And the other thing is, and this is ironic because my public persona going back my ad days mm. is you know, brash and, you know, arrogant. Right, and right. Dirt. And I'm actually a very kind, nice person. I yeah. have lifelong friends. And uh, that would not be known. Like, it's a stupid thing to say out loud. Yes. But it may, and that was part of why I did my show, to kind of make fun of a public persona of kind sure, of this sure. New York, you know, well-to-do asshole. Right, right, you know? right. um, whereas I'm actually a very kind man. Yeah. And it, it, that does not always, shame on me, that doesn't always show. Sure, sure. Cool. Those are things. Um, final few questions I have for you. Who is inspiring you in the world right now? Some, either a man or woman that you're like, I just really admire what they're doing in life and business and you know, with the world. Right now, it's going to be a weird answer is Trump. I, really? I mean, it's a very loaded car. I know Donald for a long time. I mean, we're Stephanie's f- like, whatever. You- <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. I mean, it's just forget. I disagree with most of his political views. Uh-huh. I like him personally because yes. he's a good dad and we've known each other. And yes. His employees are very loyal to him. I mean, obviously, uh, things he, you know, he said about Muslims and the wall. And, and, and I don't get why he's saying those things. I, you know, obviously there's, but the fact, the, the hubris, the ability, <laughs> the brilliance mm. to just all of a sudden now be the Republican is just stunning. It's unbelievable. Which just really shows you anybody can do anything. Mm. Uh, which, and it, 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 I just marvel at it. So, wow. it, you know, I don't have to worry. I'm just that right now. I am so taken with it that the <laughs> guy, yeah. has got, has been able to do this and has somehow morphed into this bulletproof brand. That's unreal. That he can't, that no matter what he does, Helps him because even when it's stupid or ridiculous, well, at least he says it like it is. It's just, it's this amalgam of things that have come mm. together to this now Donald Trump running for president show that is just stunning. So that is, I don't want to say it was inspiring me, but it's kind of just has caught my attention to just everything that is incredible and <laughs> up in this world right now. You know, uh, it's hard to find something that matches that right sure, now. Sure, sure. Um, since we were talking about tattoos beforehand, uh, you don't have any tattoos. Right? I know. I would, you know, it's interestingly enough, because this is embarrassing to say, when I go on vacation, this is so lame, when I go on vacation with my kids to Florida, I always, there's a guy on the beach that always comes up with these henna tattoos. Yes. And I always get a fake tattoo for a week, uh-huh. like a loser. <laughs> Like the biggest loser thing anybody can do, and my kids go, and I just think it's so cool. I never would do it because I would look like such a cheese ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, fifty-eight-year-old Jewish guy cool for a week, getting a, getting a tattoo. Like, but it's cool, you know. <laughs> but cool. I, 
I, I personally, this, I'm going to say one horribly sexist thing. I don't like tattoos on women. Mm. Just me. No matter what it is. Personally, just don't like it. Uh, my daughters will be officially disowned if they ever attempt <laughs> wow. to do that. Not wow. really, but we'll, we'll work very well to keep their body ink-free. <laughs> That's you know? good. Why do you want to know about tattoos? Uh, well, I'm curious. If you had to have a tattoo on your forehead, if it was a word or a saying that was reversed, so every time you went into a mirror, only you could read it, what would that be? Question. What would that be that you'd see to yourself every single One day? One word? Or a word or a sentence a or a phrase. Uh, you look in the mirror every morning. Going. What is it? Keep going. Keep going. Cool. There's a question I use at the end. It's called okay. the three truths. Okay. Now, let's say in many, many years from now, it's your last day. Okay. And the books you've written, the shows you've done, the movies you've produced, whatever you've created ever has been erased from time. And everyone's there. Everyone's happy. But it's your last day. And you have a piece of paper and they say, we want you to write down three truths. The three things that you know to be true about everything you learned that would be what you'd be giving to us since we don't have anything else. Interesting. Of yours to watch, to read. Three truths three, about three lessons me as a about, person or just lessons about life? Three lessons, or? three things that you know to be true about your life okay. and experience that you would pass on. About life or my life? About life. Okay. Um, your three truths. Be the best person you can be. Um... Nobody knows fuck about fuck. <laughs> uh, and have fun. Yeah. Before I ask the final question, where should we be sending people to? Where do you hang out with? Uh, where do you hang out online the most? Or what should we be watching of yours? Like porn sites I go to? Exactly, yeah. Okay. No, your, your um, social media. Like Pornhub. <laughs> um, that's probably my favorite. Okay, cool. That's where I hang out. But where should we be connecting with you? Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. <laughs> I thought, where do I spend most of my time online? Uh, <laughs> He still got it. He still got it. <laughs> Publicists, like he didn't just say that. <laughs> um, I do a, a. By the way, I do a, a call-in show on on Sirius where people, women call in and talk about their problems and the issues. I give them guy advice, and you know, woman calls up. My husband watches porn. I'm like, and right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and when, you know, I said, men watch porn. It's okay. Sure, sure. Um, when is that show? It's uh, noon uh, Eastern time on Wednesdays on okay. Sirius 109. Sirius 109. Dialing Donnie. Where would you connect online with uh, yeah, you Instagram? Connect? Your Instagram, are you there the most, or Twitter, uh, or where do people? Instagram, Donnie J. Deutsch. Um, mm. One word, J A Y. Uh, Twitter. Cool. Those are the two places. Okay, cool. Uh, before I ask the final question, Donnie, I want to acknowledge you for a moment okay. for being true to yourself Thank and you. for inspiring so many people oh, with everything you've done. I mean, again, you inspired me when I was down and out. Made my day. And, um, just you're a great example of what's possible. That's very kind. You're of you. a great symbol of inspiration. I've been very, so, very, very lucky. That's yeah. the other thing. You also have to appreciate any any successful person, if they got their head straight, we'll say luck plays a real right. part in right, it. Right. Um, final question mm-hmm. is: What's your definition of greatness? Greatness, wow, is fearlessly trying to make a difference without worrying about consequences. I know. Thanks for pleasure, on. man. Appreciate it. There you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Donnie. I had an incredible time connecting with him. And special shout-out and thanks to Stephanie Jones for helping me facilitate that introduction, who's an incredible publicist out of New York City and who's been working with Donnie for a number of years. I think she said 10 to 15 years. She's the one who facilitated that intro. So big thank you to you, Stephanie, for all of your support in making this happen. Also, we're doing a lot more on YouTube, guys. We hit over... 54,000 subscribers, I think. We're just 
pumping out incredible, inspiring interviews and content over on YouTube. I'm going to be doing a lot more business and entrepreneurship content myself because so many of you are asking me to do more information by me, just solo. Uh, Not only interview great people, but also come on and share my wisdom. So I'm going to be doing more content there. If you want to see behind the scenes of what it's like to be a lifestyle entrepreneur, if you want to see how my day-to-day looks like, how I run my business, my team, how I'm working out, how I'm training for the USA National Handball Team, uh, building my business, traveling the world, giving speeches, writing books, all the things that I'm doing, running my podcast, doing the interviews with people. If you want to see what that's like, go over to Snapchat and follow me on Snapchat, Lewis underscore House. I'm posting pretty much daily over there, all behind the scenes stuff. I'm only trying to show you some of the best stuff. Um, but check it out there. I'm spending a lot more time there and people seem to love it. So I'm going to be posting more there and also on YouTube. So I love you guys. Again, please share this out. Sign up for the summit at summitofgreatness.com. Let me know what you guys think. And I'm super grateful that you're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We release new episodes and I'm only bringing the goods to you. We've got Stacey London coming up next. One of my new friends who's been an incredible person and big supporter of everything I'm doing. She's coming up next on the podcast, so stay tuned for that. And you guys know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. How frustrating is it when you move into a new home and you're excited to settle in and furnish it, but then you're waiting weeks on end, sometimes even a whole month, for your new furniture to finally ship to you? Have you met All Modern? All Modern brings you the best of modern furniture and they deliver it for free in days, not weeks. Yep, that's right. They deliver it in days. Waiting weeks for your order to arrive isn't ideal, especially when you've just moved. Get your sofa ASAP from All Modern and sit comfortably while building out the rest of your space. That's Modern Made Simple. At All Modern, you'll find only the best of modern styles, from Scandi to mid-century and minimalist to maximalists. Every piece is hand-vetted for quality and designed for real life. Shop the best of modern outdoor furniture, timeless decor, and everything in between. Find timeless designs in every style that fold function and fun all in one. From small decor swaps to full room revamps, All Modern has you covered. Shop online at All modern.com or visit them in store in Linfield or Dedham, Massachusetts, or in Austin, Texas. Hey, go-getters, let Noon Sport Hydration Tablets power up your fun and keep you ready to move. Simply drop, dissolve, and enjoy crisp and refreshing flavors like strawberry lemonade or lemon lime with five essential electrolytes and crafted with clean, non-GMO, vegan, and gluten-free ingredients. Noon should be your go-to hydration choice because when you're hydrated, you can do more, go further, and recover quicker. Shop now on NoonLife.com and get ready for endless fun because anything can happen after noon.